Today on Oxl FM, Gelada and I combine our two most favourite things, anime and statistical data ranking systems. We discuss how ranking systems on websites like MyAnimeList work, why they can be flawed, and what features we'd like to see added. Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM. I'm Saffron. And I'm Gelada. And today we are going off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, oftentimes, well, well, these episodes often spawn by us like having discussions, then going, we should have recorded this. Yeah, like, we this should is just, just an episode. I think actually maybe we should just hit record as soon as we start talking on Discord. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> half the time we end up with quite interesting discussion pieces. And uh, normally they don't go anywhere in fairness. But this one, we decided it actually had a bit of merit to it. And we thought that there was a point of interest for from a social point of view, but also maybe from a technical point of view. Mm. Um, and that is regarding rating systems or ranking yep. systems or critical like scoring systems whatever you want to look at it as and how you want to call it and the fact that they're they're a bit weird right and they can yep. be really skewed and they can be a bit of an oddball way of trying to understand whether something's good for you know for mm. you, you as a consumer right whether you want it will be good for you whether you won't enjoy it or something like that and how we think there could be better ways of doing it as well yeah and i think like on one end of the spectrum, right, you have, this is um, going to be very uh, dismissive and sort of vox poppy here. On one, of the, at one end of the spectrum, you have journalists who would probably say that ratings are terrible and mm. you should read every word that they write. But of course you should, because that's their, you know, that's what they... That's their business. You know, th- that's their <laughs> business. They've, they've written those words. You should definitely read them. But at the same time like ratings like scoring something out of 10 or out of 5 or whatever you want to score things out of has has its merits has its mm. usefulness mm-hmm. um for sort of like whether it's sort of like broadly looking for contents whether it's um you know understanding how well something is doing you know how good something is get compared to something else yeah and it's very very flawed right obviously it's flawed because and it's all and subjective no one, at the end of the day no, yeah everything a everything is subjective and b you just cannot distill the quality of a you know a, a, something like a film or a video game or a book down to a number right because it's like it's a complex thing there's a lot going on and this conversation all started the reason why you and i got onto this was i i mentioned we were talking about anime and i mentioned that tony is watching spy x family or Mm -hmm. spikes family (laughs) uh uh, which is new uh it came it's it's literally just come out there's been a handful of episodes uh and you were like oh yeah everyone is Everyone is watching that at the moment. It's very popular. Um, and you were like, for some reason on my anime list, or Mal for short, it's which is sort of one of the, I guess, one of the, if not the most popular kind of like anime yeah, rating. I, like, I think from a from a Western point of view, it's probably like the central repository for like critical ratings and everything where yeah. people would go to like get reviews and stuff like that. And obviously it's not the only one. And obviously it's going to be people decrying that. But like I would say a lot of people use that as their primary base of like, understanding what series they watch and what yeah. they're going to watch etc exactly and like it's it's on there and right now at the time of recording i'm staring at it top anime series all anime it's you know you go and look at like just their basic top anime page and it is 
Number five. <laughs> Top anime of all time just happens to be this show that has only just come out. It has like got... five episodes released or something. Yeah. And, and oh yeah. And exactly. against like however many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of entries on this website for different yeah. shows and series and stuff. And obviously, subjective or not, a show that has just come out is probably not entering at top five right number five out of like hundreds of thousands potentially it just isn't maybe maybe we will eat our words maybe probably not right because the thing is is that so the reason this conversation started because you you pointed that out and and i'm like i've become a lot more or rather i've become a lot less critical over time of what shows people like right this Mm. isn't for me this show is not for me okay i would watch it and go it's fine it's five out of ten it's a good relaxing experience with a bit of comedy in it it's nothing special now, to some people, they would disagree and they would say, no, it's a much better show than that. And you're missing out on blah, blah, blah. But and that's all fine. But objectively speaking, right, yeah. as much as you can objectively rate anime, and you can in some ways for things like um, sound quality, animation yeah, yeah. quality, etc. So it is not number five. It's as simple yeah. as that. Like I could list off 20 shows right now off the top of my head without even thinking about them that are better than this, objectively speaking. Yeah. And I don't want to make it seem like this show shouldn't be on there. It doesn't deserve to be a toply rated show. If people like it, they like it. But it just goes to show the problems that come with rating systems like this mm. that pushes the recency and the sort of like the popular excitement of a show to a top of an otherwise supposedly reasonably objective list. Yeah. Exactly. And we talked about it like, you know, my anime list have a little bit of info about how they calculate scores. uh, And like, it's basically just an average, right? Like it's, it's just an average. It's not really taking a lot into account. So you could easily see when you look at, you know, when you look at the top anime list, Spike's family has 600,000 people have rated it. And then, like, the animes around it have, like, 2.8 million ratings. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, part of it is just that, right? It's just a sheer, like, numbers and averages causing trouble. Uh, As you mentioned, it's like a recency thing as well, which will be affecting it, you know, and over time it'll drop down. And this just sort of highlights, like, and this is where we started talking and we, we sort of got into the weeds a little bit, as it were, about this sort of, like, you know, different ways of there's sort of two factors on there there's like different ways that you can calculate a score and sort of rank things and things Mm -hmm. like that and also like the other thing that we wanted to talk about a little bit was like just how rankings can mean different things in different settings or to different people like the scores can mean different things like like you mentioned you know like for you in your mind a 10 out of 10 that n- nothing can be 10 out of 10 should because nothing should theoretically be possible to be a 10 out of 10 right because in that would theoretically means that it's perfect which means yeah. it can't be improved upon and again to me that just isn't possible like you know everything yeah. is is flawed to some extent it has to be just by its very nature yeah. right now in the way in which my anime list works you could argue that that's not the intended function of a 10 out of 10 yeah and it depends on your perspective of a rating so to me i gave one show a 10 out of 10 because that's my favorite show i don't Mm -hmm. think it's perfect so even now i'm going into my own rules Mm -hmm. in this instance for me like if i were to give a show say like a five out of ten most people would consider that show to be really bad right like oh five out of ten that's terrible i'm definitely not watching that show to me a five out of ten is like yeah it's it's good like it's it's an enjoyable experience it is the average right it is like what you should expect as a minimum from a good show to enjoy right Mm. whereas most people would see a five out of ten and run a mile and like think it's just absolute trash 
So, but then on the flip side of that, like I would say like, I wish never give it a 10 out of 10, but I've given my favorite show a 10 out of 10 because I think it's amazing. And I think it's, you know, perfect to me. And one of the best places you can see this kind of, kind of sort of like conflict in the way ratings works is between films and basically everything else. Mm. Uh, But in particular, video games and by extension, kind of anime on my anime list, because there's definitely some crossover there in that films typically rated out of five you know a three-star film is is a good film right but a 60 percent game is traditionally or a 60 on a metacritic for example would (laughs) be you know a garbage game yeah don't touch it yeah you know it's it's something that people are unlike not garbage is a is a hard word but you know what i mean like it's it's a game that people generally say that if a game gets 60 percent like then it's marketing team or it's sales like you know executives of the company that made that game look at it and go well that was a failure yeah exactly and there's a whole topic there which we probably shouldn't get into around the toxicity so to speak or like the the negativity of metacritic in the sense that there are some publishers some developers where they have to reach a certain score on metacritic in order to say get their next game signed and mm. things like this and that presents a whole that is a huge can of worms uh, yeah, YouTube, d- do some digging yourself on that because there's a lot to to unpack there about the dangers of like using something like that to judge a game like a success of a game but even so like you can easily tell that like you know a two-star three-star film like you know has its merits a two star three a, you know a, a 40 to 60 percent game does not traditionally does not have its yeah. merits right <laughs> and and then you could argue that the reason that's the case is because the way in which we review video games is a little bit more varied because there's more elements to a video game than a film right like a film is a single two hour often experience whereas a video game can be so many different things it can be a short two-hour experience but it could also be like a hundred hour long jrpg or it could be like uh however long you mm. want to play it simulate a game or something like that so and these are all being based against each other on exactly the same metrics which doesn't exactly seem fair either <laughs> yeah exactly but i mean i don't really i don't profess to understand why video games have like a 80 percent and above or gtfo kind of yeah like i don't know how that's happened it just kind of i'm sure there's entire theses written about it somewhere on the internet um and i didn't look them up to talk about them um but still a kind of interesting point um nonetheless and the reason that we went down that rabbit hole was because we were talking about maybe a better way of solving these problems right because Mm. if i was to go on to and we're going back to anime next this is where the discussion started was if i wanted to to get, get some inspiration to watch a new show, right? And I went on to the top anime of all time, and I've seen, the, say, the top three, which I think is probably something like Fumel Alchemist, Attack on Titan, like Gintama or something, right? Mm, yeah. And I'm like, oh, exactly. That was exactly those three. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can tell I've looked at that list plenty of times before. Um, and I disagree with all three of those, by the way. But that's another discopic discussion altogether. Um, <laughs> but, like, and then I see, like, Spy Family. I'm like, huh, okay, well, it must be good if it's on the same level as those shows, mm. right? I'm going to be disappointed because to me, to to Seferin, it is not a show for me, okay? Mm. So that is both a flaw on my part for just sort of taking the rankings of these shows at face value and not looking into some maybe more like reviews, Mm. like actually written reviews by people subjectively speaking. But is there a better way of presenting this information to me Mm. as a user of the MyAnimeList site? And 
they do a little bit of this with recommendations rather than rankings, but mm. these recommendations are still quite flawed because they're based on user-generated recommendations. So, yeah. like, for example, like, let's say I watched, I don't know, let's say I watched my favourite show, right, which is Gurren Lagann, and I would go, well, if you like this show, I recommend that you also watch, for example, um, Kill la Kill, right, because it's made by the same group of people, right? There's similarities there, but they're also quite different. I actually personally don't really like Kill la Kill that much, Mm. but someone who might really enjoy one will enjoy the other and they would recommend it. So it's a flawed system, right? Because even Mm. though that person has uh, liked the show you like, that doesn't mean that they're going to like other shows you like necessarily. Mm. Yeah. And I guess there's sort of, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I look at my anime list and you look at the, you look at the fact that they have these like top, at top anime all anime like of all time yada 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 and it's kind of interesting because it's like what is the purpose of having that list right what actually is that list serving because i would argue that it's not it doesn't really serve any use whatsoever right there is no value to a best of all time based on the average of an entire diverse community of people Mm. right it doesn't really or kind of diverse because it doesn't it's just not useful you don't go on steam and go what are the top 100 steam games right i'll work my way down and buy them all because they must be the best games of all time like that's not how like consumption of media works and you can see this when you look at other systems and this is why this is sort of where we got onto because we were like how would you fix this for my anime list and this is sort of where like it gets kind of interesting for me anyway i think it gets quite interesting because from a technical point of view, there's a lot of really interesting things that you can do here. Uh, and you will experience these all the time if you use a website or service that is good at this. So, for example, <laughs> Amazon or mm. Netflix uh, or um, or iTunes, kind of iTunes. Netflix is probably the biggest the biggest winner here. They are not just showing you you know, the top, the top shows based on how many people thumbs up them, right? On Netflix, right? Which you can do, you can see that. And it's quite easy to do, but that's not all they're doing. There's usually like multiple lists that you can look at seamlessly built into your sort of like your, your homepage or your landing page or whatever. And the key thing is, is, is about using more data than just like average ratings. And Mm. really it kind of falls into two camps. One is, if you liked this, then you'll also like that, right? And 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 we'll talk about how that might work. And that's like that the classic Amazon, like people who bought this also bought. They basically yep. wrote the rule book for this. Uh, and there's also like content-based filtering, right? So there's like, which is kind of where you were talking about recommendations a little bit, but like thinking about it more algorithmically, it's like, mm. okay, well, this show has, you know, a male protagonist. Uh, it is in this art style. It has these themes. Therefore, we will recommend you other things that have male protagonists and, yeah. you know, that like overlap the most with like those the, You look at the themes. tags of a show and then they, yeah. they can line those tags up. Yeah, exactly. And that's, by the way, is uh, if you want to see the best example of content-based filtering, recommending things to you, Pandora, the music app, which I am still, after all of this time, quite sad that we don't have in the UK, because for a very limited period of time, a long time ago, if you were on the internet, you could use Pandora outside of the US. Oh, and right. they had, they have basically done what they would call like a music DNA uh, system. It all started with like this research project where Pandora basically tagged 
and analyzed music and they analyzed music for things like does it what instruments does it have in it mm. what is it in a major or minor key uh is it what tempo is it does it have a female singer a male singer are there close harmonies is it this genre is there a dr- are there drums are there synths are there you know all of the like it very, really very, breaks like, down loads and loads of elements of particular pieces of music very, yeah very like technical musical aspects to all music and so you could basically go on pandora you could listen to a song and then all you would then get you could just get songs that were like technically identical to the mm, song you just listened mm, to right and so imagine that for anime right you could you could theoretically do the same thing for anime or for anything and that is content based filtering like giving you pandora is like the best example i can think of but there are others for sort of steam does a similar thing right where it's like you like sci-fi game you like open world sci-fi exploration games that have a horror aspect here are yeah. 10 more that sort of style is very good for for recommending things. And note that we're completely, like, ratings still play a part there, right? Like, you're not going to give someone a content-based thing that people say is rubbish, right? No. Like, you, you know, if, if it's got negative reviews. But it becomes so much less... Imp- now you're really about narrowing that search space, right? Narrow the space first to a certain set of content and then go... Okay, and which ones do people like? Because yeah. at that point, you've narrowed it probably to also people who are maybe like you as well. I think that's a really interesting point to bring up about Steam, actually, because we mentioned Skid Steam when we were discussing this initially, is that it does a good job of like removing that rating system and it only gives you like a I recommend it or I mm. don't recommend it system yeah. rather than like a thumbs up or a thumbs down, basically. And although yeah. that leaves a little bit of nuance to be desired, in some instances, people like give a thumbs down when they're like, well, I don't really want a thumbs down, but I don't want to like heartily recommend, etc. But for the most part, it means that you can get like a, yeah, it's pretty good or no, yeah. it's not so good. And it also has the ability to like look over the trends of that as well. So like, yeah. has there been an update which has affected people's opinions of it? Or has there been sort of like a recent issue with like the developer or the publisher that people are like review bombing a game right. for a particular reason, for example? And you can look through all of that and you can pass that information for yourself. So rather than just being given an, a, a flat number of X, you know, 7.4 game is worthwhile playing, it's a it's got mostly positive reviews or, you know, mixed reviews or mostly negative reviews, etc. And then you can say, well, I like this type of game, but a lot of people are saying it's not so good. I've had a few of those come up on my Steam, right? Like, it's like, we know that you like, you know, um, turn-based strategy sci-fi games based on these games that you've played and it recommends you a load of games. But then I look at these games, like, that sounds kind of interesting. I like the concept of that. And then you see the reviews and like, you know, mostly negative or mixed. You're like, okay, I'll probably give that a skip then in that Mm. case. And that's worked quite well in that regard for steam and so rather than relying purely on a numbers game to find the, the next game in the the list but at that point it would just be the most popular games that have all been rated like it would just give me skyrim and uh i don't know CS:GO and pubg and Dota. all the others of like well sold games right i'm still getting a relatively interesting curated list that then i have to do a little bit of work myself to decide whether or not it's for me i guess my lukewarm take here is that from the from a like crowdsourcing point of view you do not need to give people the option of picking a number, mm. right? Give give people like Steam, you know, 
did you like, is it good? Is it not good? Right. Because that's, you only really need that level of granularity from people. And then what you should be doing is incorporating everything else about the the product or the, or the individual that's looking at the product or the, you know, the, the, the show or whatever. And that's what you should, you know, you should be combining those things together. You do not really need, because as we've just, as we talked about, right at the, like early on, one person's eight out of 10 is another person's five out of 10. Mm-hmm. And, but, mm-hmm. but is it good? Is it not good? Is like a lot, you know, there's a lot less ambiguity there. So yeah, like steam does this really well. And like the other thing that we talked about as well as on one hand, content-based filtering, which is pretty, you know, like steam does a lot of that. The other one is, is what people call collaborative filtering. And as I said, this is what Amazon do. Uh, and so we were sort of starting to try and think about like, what would this algorithm look like for for my anime list, right? Mm. So, And, it, and it's, wh- in theory, it sounded really good to me. Like I liked what you were proposing. Yeah, and it probably wouldn't work. And this is actually, you know, the, the <laughs> twist to all of this is that usually these algorithms turn up, you know, they don't actually, they you look at the output and you go, oh yeah, I'd, that's actually really obvious, right? Yeah, like, it's really boring. You know, yeah, It's really boring. The results are very boring. But we talked about this idea of saying, okay, well, you have rated things on my anime list uh, and so as lots of other people on my anime list. Uh, and so what you can do is you could potentially find the people on my anime list who kind of share your uh, like anime DNA, if yeah. you like. So who else on my anime list has like rated in alignment with you, right? Yeah. They've rated the same good things as good and they've rated the same bad things as bad, maybe, right? So you'd look for the people that are like most similar to you. And then you kind of have a bunch of options, right? If you've now got those one or 10 or a hundred people, you know, whoever are like that you're in a technical term, you would call them like your nearest neighbors uh, yeah. in in sort of like in space. Uh, if you imagine you as a little dot and then you've got like these other profiles around yeah. you. They match similar your similarity, you. yeah. And they, they are like similar to you. And then what you can do is you can go, okay, well, what do those people also like? What else, what other shows do they like? Because, and that's what collaborative filtering is. It's people like you also liked this, yeah. you know, something that you haven't seen that they've seen and they rated it highly. If you are a similar person with similar taste to them, you will probably like it as well. And this is how, as I say, Amazon is the classic one. Netflix do a lot of this as well, yeah. uh, you know, based on your viewing, look at your viewing habits, look at other people's viewing habits, you know, show you things. We talked about some interesting flaws in that and where this gets mm. really complicated. Uh, and really, for me as a, as a, as a developer and a, and a technology person, I find it super interesting is that we said that like what would happen is it would give you the really obvious shows that you already know about that yes, you haven't yeah. um Because a lot of times seen. you're going to go on to mail, right? And you're looking for recommendations of shows that maybe you haven't, you know, you've missed. So you could do this. You could take 100 people that have all scored, say, for example, Gurren Lagann 10 out of 10, yeah. right? and they've all scored Cowboy Bebop, like 8 out of 10, or whatever else. Right? I'm outing myself here on my mouth. You can go and visit my mouth if you want. It's just <laughs> Seth and, you, know, you can go and find me. And then it would produce, well, these are the shows that people who have rated those things have seen that you haven't seen. Go and see them. But it's probably going to be stuff I remember. Like, yeah, I I know that I, I should will probably go and watch like you know attack on titan season three because i yeah. haven't seen that and people like you have rated this highly or yes i know that i should probably go and watch like the random show from the 1980s etc right and i know about these shows already so how do we fix that right because that's mm. kind of boring like i already know about right. those shows i just haven't watched them 
that's the thing. It's like, it, it sort of, this ties into like, what are these things trying to do, right? If you were, my anime list don't really give a shit about you actually watching anime. So they don't, they would not probably ever work on this kind of algorithm. But like, if you were Netflix, that would be, that wouldn't work that well, right? If you got recommended things that, and it was just like the kind of things that, that, everyone likes yeah. right and that you know are goods like it would whittle out that like some of the like recency like rates you know or like really old you know just the really obvious stuff but you would still have pretty obvious things that like everyone is rating as good what we talked about was we were like well what you could do is you could do there's a, there's a whole bunch of things you could do and again coming back to steam steam does this a little bit first of all instead of taking the average of like a hundred people who are similar to you you could actually just take one person that is similar to you yeah. and then look at their likes and dislikes and just give you those likes. And that is what Steam do kind of with their Steam curators, right? This is the idea that you've got this person curating stuff and you're getting those curations. And at that point, you might start to get more interesting things because mm. now what you could do is you could say, what shows did that person like that no one else in the 100 yeah, similar yeah, yeah. people to you liked like what are the what are the outliers what are the now you're sort of trying to algorithmically look for tastemakers right you're yeah. saying this person has liked something that a hundred other people similar to you have never viewed or haven't yeah. rated and um, you find those interesting gems that way yeah exactly so there's sort of there's really interesting things with this with the amount of data that someone like my anime list have now i don't know why they haven't done this they're obviously they've got too much to do just keeping the site running i'm sure yeah from what i understand like and we briefly touched on this and this is a very truncated explanation of it from my limited knowledge of it, and i'm sure there's more out there but like i know they've had a lot of problems in the past with like the technical element of running the site like i think mm. the site was a bit of a fan thing for quite a long time running on like mm. very outdated like probably like wordpress or something like yeah. really sort of like limited hardware and software back in the back end and it's only been in relatively recent years that they've tried to sort of like update it which is why for the longest time there wasn't an actual official mobile app because there was just mm. no mm. way of them making it properly yeah. um but i think it's tried to become a little bit more like modern and stable mm. in the recent years uh, but i imagine there's probably a bit of a rabbit hole you can go down there for the history of that mm. so i think they've got no real incentive to go down this route even further because this just this makes it even more complicated and they don't necessarily benefit from it but maybe they could like sell that data to like the different companies that like provide anime like but I mean, please, like hmm. Crunchyroll and Amazon yeah. and and stuff like that. Maybe there's there's an element there where they could like sell that data. Like, we've got this group of people who watch these shows, and you could then cater towards these people. Like, maybe you could send them out like promo codes or something to like watch this show or something for cheap. I mean, the fact is, I guess, especially with uh, sort of like the acquisition. Was it Sony? If they like the Crunchyroll yeah. is merged with what Funimation or what? Like, yes, I that's the right. Detail. Yeah, like. The reality is they've probably got enough data of their own. They're True. probably the yeah. ones doing this, um, this sort of, you know, this fancy filtering to like, in, because they have an invested uh, interest in keeping you watching things, right? Yeah. And that sort of yeah, comes yeah. back to where I started of like, what are you trying? It's really interesting seeing how this different technology is applied to serve a certain goal, right? Because mm. in some ways, what we're talking about sounds like super useful for you, Seth, trying to find new anime to watch. But it also serves a, another interesting purpose, which is, you know, keeping you watching mm. or keeping you subscribed to Netflix, to Crunchyroll, to whatever. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I just find that kind of interesting that like mm. using your data and the data of everyone around you 
sort of serves this purpose of giving you these recommendations that just pure averages or reviews on you know like single like media outlets you know yeah. giving reviews can't really give you mm. this kind of rich uh information based on data but at the same time it's sort of like well that is that can get too good right like that can get so good that you are just like you're kind of being i don't know what the right word is but like when does that sort of start becoming kind of manipulative in a way mm, of uh, my taste and i'm being yeah. fed algorithmically rather than via right. interests and taste and quality and, and sort of uniqueness yeah uh, yeah and the other thing that we've not talked about is we sort of started to touch there on that idea of like how do you bring out tastemakers with an algorithm like this but the reality is is that that is very very difficult because we're we're now talking again about subjectivity mm. and we're trying to algorithmically apply subjectivity and what ends up happening so often with these collaborative filters with content-based filtering like i mentioned with um pandora right which was which was more content-based filtering admittedly but the problem with pandora was that you were just listening to exactly the basically yeah. the same yeah, song yeah. over and over right and that's the same it would be the same with anime if you you could do a really good job of that content based filtering and use that to feed you more recommendations you would basically watch the same anime over and over yes yeah exactly right? like it's like oh you happen to like this type of like isekai like type of anime well here's 20 other isekai animes yeah. just like it like there's not a lot of uniqueness there yeah and with collaborative filtering you end up in this situation where clusters of people are all watching the same thing <laughs> and yeah. never breaking out of that the, of that bubble right now this sort of ties into like social media as well and we've talked a little bit about that before mm, like like yeah, social yeah, media like bubbles chambers, yeah but like similar but for like content or for buying things right where like you're you are being you know you're just being fed recommendations based on the people around you and you're all yeah. feeding each other with basically yeah. the same recommendations which then just further reinforces the site or whoever they're selling that data to to make that same content and thus exactly. as a result, you never get anything unique and right. for like practical products from a consumer point of view like on amazon like buying a i don't know like a kettle or whatever that was fine <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that because that's practically trying to solve a problem but when it comes to media that you're consuming for like enjoyment purposes more often than not then that's not so good you want more uniqueness you want that quirky show right. or that like weird game or whatever and it stifles that potentially because advertisers who are the ones who sort of like green light projects oftentimes because they're mm. the ones with the money you know i'm thinking of the idea of like a publisher versus a developer in video games but you know parent media companies versus like small anime studio sort of thing similarly they're going to go well no we don't want to green light your really sort of like weird art housey anime which is only going to appeal to like the five percent of people over here who are, would really like it when well, we could just make another one of these shows that lots of people are going to like exactly like it's a it's a it's a dangerous game. It is. And, you know, that's now we're talking about these same recommendation algorithms feeding new media, you know, the creation of media. And mm. you really do end up in this interesting situation in a bad way. A bit of a positive where, feedback loop. Yeah, right. Where, like, not only now are you, like, recommending the same things to everyone, but also that data is being used to feed in, well, mm. that works. People like that stuff. So we'll put, we'll, We'll make more of that stuff. And definitely we are we are starting to see that, I would say, with streaming services like mm. Netflix, you know, putting out things that feel like they are. It's what people would typically say is like cashing in, right? Mm. It's like cashing in on a trend. Um, 
that will 100% be being fed by the data from yeah, these kinds that, of algorithms. And that data is so massive now that you can yeah. kind of read the room so much easier than you ever have been able to in terms of mm. what people kind of quote unquote want, even though what they want is actually being manufactured by what you're producing. And it's like chicken and the egg situation then at that point. So I guess, I guess maybe our hot take is that you should be reading the reviews. Yeah, <laughs> like weirdly enough, we go back to the beginning like, and we read the journalists. Yeah, funnily <laughs> enough. One thing that I want to touch on before we finish up here, because I really liked this idea that you had, especially in the anime circle of things it's like that idea of like the content the collaborative content filtering right of like you take a group of 100 people you look what they like versus what you like and then you sort of match them maybe like one person up to you and they have that curator you could take that a step further with the recommendation that you had that i really like is like take the 100 group people like what you liked but also make sure that what they dislike is also you know equal to you as well like because mm. there's lots of instances where like i like a particular show but i hate another show right and mm. I, I rated it quite poorly which maybe traditionally most people would have rated relatively highly so if they go ah but this person likes the show and also dislikes this show that you dislike there's probably going to be more similarity there it so, would be yeah and that would be harder to do because at that point you're really filtering it down to very specific groups of people but mm. you're more likely to find those tastemakers like you say those curators who are are more likely going to point you in the direction of interesting shows that you don't already know of yeah quite possibly it would be interesting i would love to have access to the my anime list data set to do this and a bit of fiddling around because it would be really interesting to see that like what if you only look at dislikes and then mm-hmm. you use that as your as your sort of way of understanding who is similar to you know to each other yeah you can do so many so many things with all of this data and yeah like it's a, it's a it's still a developing from a technology point of view, this world is still developing. It's fairly well understood, mostly thanks mm. to Amazon. Um, but like, it's still a developing thing. You only have to look at Netflix. One of the things that always blows my mind about Netflix, my my final point, is that Netflix picks the, you know, like the poster. Like when you're looking at Netflix and you're looking at the posters of Netflix yeah. shows, yeah. the poster you see for a show is one of many posters for that show and they pick a poster for you based on your things that you like other things that you've seen so like you might see like a certain actor or actress that's in that show as the poster because you like that that yeah you know use that line to the previous watching yeah yeah, or like it'll show you it in a partic- in a different style to another mm. person. Like it might, mm. maybe there's like a sort of, I don't know, there's like a romance horror type thing. I don't know, that's a weird example. But like, you know, to one person, it's an extreme example. To one person, it might show the romance sort of side of it as a poster and to the other the horror, but it's the same mm. show. I find that really interesting. That's sort of quite I a mean, new thing. That sort of then goes, ties into similarly to like news feeds for things like Facebook and Instagram, where mm. To the, I mean, and we can you can kind of go back and listen to our take on this on the Cambridge Analytica episode we did. In that, mm. these sites, Netflix included, know even where you pause to look at something, yeah. like not click on things, but like stop scrolling, basically, mm. just to even briefly look at things. Yeah, like, like I see it on YouTube sometimes with my like homepage recommendations. It's like we notice that you pause for like a little bit longer than you normally would do to kind of look at the title or like thumbnail of yeah. this video. Thus, here are some recommendations based on that. Oh, and yeah. Netflix would do that too so like if they notice you hovering over posters for shows more often than not on certain styles of posters then they're going to show you those more frequently it's the the level of intricacy within the data they have on individual users is pretty crazy yeah it is it's really interesting little bit tangential there from the my animalist rating system but i think it also (laughs) ties into one another rabbit hole there (laughs) i did but i think it's really interesting and and 
there's a lot of positivity to it in the sense that like we can get some really great recommendations particularly with something like anime which is like it's it's both a media but it's also like a genre within itself too Mm. like it's kind of both so like even though modern shows are obviously going to be the ones that most people are going to watch there's a huge backlog of content which are there's likely going to be some crossover just because you've only watched sort of shows in the past five years if you like anime there's a chance you might like a show from 30 years ago that you just don't know about necessarily Mm. so it's that's really good for that and that's like uh exposing older content to a newer audience which for something video games is harder because you're reliant on it being like released on a modern platform but with like media content like say films or tv shows or in this case anime because it's all kind of the same in terms of the way in which you consume it it's on a screen as long as you can click on it and watch it it's easy to expose yourself to older stuff that you would Mm. otherwise not be exposed to and then obviously there's the the more difficult elements of things or maybe the problematic elements things of, of like we talked about like positive feedback loops of content being created for the sake of content that people watch and people only watch it because the content has been created and so forth so yeah uh, data manipulation and, and review scores and everything is, is it's really interesting within the media sphere that we create we consume yeah and we'll probably talk about this a little bit more uh in in some you know dive into this in a little bit more detail there's there's a few other interesting topics that we kind of wanted to talk about off the back of this but um, I wonder if yeah, we get like all... a data analyst on and talk yeah, about it maybe from like we, a professional point of view. That would be interesting. But yeah, funny how this all started from uh, just being like, why is this show why is number Spy five? Family, like <laughs> number five <laughs> on the anime list? Um, but maybe, you know, if nothing else, maybe you think, listener, that Spy Family, Spike's Family, whatever. Um, is not mid, because it is mid. I'm saying it now. Spy Family is mid, and you can come for me for that if you want. Yeah. Anya is not the most precious person in the world. Come at me, bro. Well, you know, if you disagree <laughs> with us, you should oh, definitely... I'm sure there's going to be some people foaming at that one. You should definitely send us an email. Uh, or you can rage... Is there like a DM system on my anime list? Like I think someone there probably could rage is. You? So if you want to come and find me on my anime list, it's just Sephron H on my anime list so you okay. come at me bro <laughs> go go rage at him um or email or rage us this via email show at octal.fm or twitter <laughs> twitter.com forward slash octal fm or facebook facebook.com forward slash octal we should create like a curated octal fm anime list for all the shows that you, we've watched on the annie jal episodes we should we should does my anime list have that there's like a thing uh, yeah i think should. there's like a group session sort of thing like you can kind of like shows that we've watched or like curations and stuff like that so yeah we should probably we do could that. definitely do that we could probably uh, should feed that into a, an algorithm that picks the next uh annie jal show to watch oh, it's going full circle yeah absolutely. I love it. um but until then i've been gelada and i've been saffron and catch us again for another octal fm very soon And of course, the real question is, just what is Gintama? Gintama? Oh, no, Gintama, don't. Now, how long do you have? Why is it number two? Oh, is it really? Um, it must be really good, right? Is it it's, really good? It's, it's interesting. I'm, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>